There's not some secret manual that the most successful people in the world have and you don't. And so it took me probably four years to move on from that guilt. Welcome back to the Morph Your Mind podcast. I am your host, Justin Wright. My co-host, Chrissy Barron, will be on in a little bit. And this week's topic is actually a lot of fun uh, for Chrissy and I to discuss. We're going to be talking about lessons learned from entrepreneurship and also lessons learned from corporate jobs or the corporate world and how those interrelate because there are important lessons to be learned from both. And this is a really fun episode to do because we got to actually sit back and reflect on the businesses that we have each created and, and how we've gone through that process and what we've learned along the way. And if you listen to last week's episode, if you are an entrepreneur yourself and you're managing stress and you're trying to figure out how to wind down or how to deal with that burnout that we were discussing, fortunately for you, our title sponsor, Nova3 Labs, has a supplement that helps with adrenal fatigue. They have a number of other supplements that can help with quality of sleep, quality of life, help with that stress. And if you use the code PODCAST15 at Nova3Labs.com, you can save yourself some money on those supplements and those will help you out quite a bit. So diving right into lessons learned. First, I have to talk about the lessons that I learned from my regular jobs before I worked in the position I'm in now, before I started my company, um, or I guess companies, businesses. So I think and firmly believe that every single person should work a restaurant job, whether you're a server, whether you're a bartender, whether you work in the kitchen, I had the benefit of working front of house as a first as a host, then as a server. I had a job bartending through the beginning of college, and I also got to work back of house. So I got to work on the line as a cook. And in those jobs, in those situations, I think that the valuable lessons there are that you learn how to deal with people face to face. You learn how to be customer facing because if you work in a restaurant, if you're working for tips, the customer is always right and you need to find ways to deal with unruly people, deal with unhappy people and still get the mission done or accomplish the task and that's to give them a good experience and have a smile on your face and handle that situation as well as you can. So working those jobs helps with that customer facing piece of it. But an even almost more valuable lesson is that you learn how to deal with stress in a very efficient way. And a lot of people you say, oh, my, my job is so stressful and, and today was stressful, this, that, and the other thing. But until you've been a server with a full section with people waiting to sit down and you're running around trying to process all those orders, or if you've worked back of house when you're working and cooking through a dinner rush and your, your screen is full of food that you need to fire and you need to make and you need to get that out in a reasonable amount of time, it teaches you how to process a lot of things at once and deal with that stress. So the first point that I'm making is if you have not worked a restaurant job, if you're still young, do it even just as a, a side job, as a couple nights a week week, pick it up over the summers if you're a student and you're not working. The lessons that I learned there are invaluable and they help me in many ways to this day dealing with stresses and dealing with things in, in the businesses that I'm in, involved in and I'm a part of now. And the other 
corporate-ish job that taught me quite a bit was I, I actually worked as a research assistant in a lab, in a chemistry lab in college. So many of you uh, listening already know this, but I, I have a degree in chemistry and I was working in an atmospheric chemistry lab as an undergrad. And the lab that I worked in had no graduate students. So we had the professor who oversaw all the experiments. We had a postdoc who was in charge of, of us. He was our direct supervisor, but we didn't have graduate students assisting in the lab. And and so for anybody who knows about research labs, especially at universities, generally speaking, the, the graduate students who are there getting their PhDs are the one who are, they're the ones doing a lot of the work and the day-to-day stuff in the lab. And if you're an undergraduate, you're assisting with very basic things. You're getting experience being in a lab setting, understanding what goes on. But that's really the extent of it. And the benefit that I had from working in the lab that I worked in is that because there were no graduate students, we were directly involved in a lot of the experiments day to day. And I actually was able to contribute research to multiple research papers before I graduated. And so being a part of that process taught me a lot about deadlines. It taught me how to be a better writer. It taught me how to actually relay the information that I want people to know more clearly. And that has been an invaluable lesson that I have taken into my businesses because when I'm sitting there in a boardroom giving a presentation to a group of potential clients or when I'm trying to pitch one of my services, when I'm trying to explain the knowledge that I can relate to people in a coaching setting, being able to assimilate that information in a logical way and present it in a logical way is extremely important. And when you're presenting research, especially to people who are way smarter than you are, which was the case certainly when I was an undergrad, you need to be able to deal with criticism and hard questions and you need to be able to answer hard questions. And not freezing up and not worrying about that was an invaluable lesson I learned in that situation. So putting yourself in hard situations in the corporate world or in a corporate job where you have to give tough presentations, where you have to report to supervisors who are asking you tough questions, who are demanding excellence, if you're able to contribute on that scale, uh, then that experience is, is really valuable for you know pitching things on your own when you, when you do branch out. But the, the meat and potatoes of this episode is really what are the lessons that I've learned as an entrepreneur? And when I took the job out of college that I did, when I started coaching uh, at the gym, I, I'm now the head coach at Invictus Boston. I took the job specifically because it was going to give me opportunities to be an entrepreneur. So I didn't want to just coach. I didn't want to work in an office. I didn't want to work in a cubicle, but I also didn't want to just work at a gym. I was passionate about health and wellness. I was passionate about fitness, but I didn't want to just work in a, a regular gym setting and, and have that be all that I do. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you, you know, manage your own gym or work at a gym and you enjoy that, I'm not saying that that in and of itself is, is a bad thing. But for me, I knew that I needed to be challenged and I knew that I needed to have opportunities to take ownership of projects and build things. And when you're fresh out of college, it's really hard to go out on your own and be successful and, and, and start your own company and be successful. And, and some people have done that. And a lot of the, the biggest and most successful companies are, are run by very young people. But I wanted to be able to create things in an environment where I also knew that I was going to get a paycheck. And so I, I don't consider myself a, a true entrepreneur because I technically did start by working for somebody else. But I knew that I was going to have the opportunity to create and build. And so that job has allowed me to essentially dip my, my feet in the pool of entrepreneurship and, and take on projects. And, and now I, I'm in charge of our, our facilities. I'm in charge of all of our coaches. I've, I've built our team. And so on that note, 
that taught me the importance of teamwork and it taught me that building a team of good people is one of the most important things you can do if you're running your own business. And I mean good people in that they're trustworthy, they have the same values as you, they care. Because you can teach anyone a skill and anyone can learn a skill. Now people learn skills at different rates, but don't look for people who are highly skilled Look for people who care. Look for people who work hard, who put in effort, who go that extra mile. Look at people who wow you in the interview when you ask them about their values and what matters to them. And if you get a good vibe from somebody, if somebody is able to just deliver you know, a, a winning interview, if they're able to really convince you of their character, those are the people you want on your team. Because those are, the, those are the people who are going to go the extra mile, put in the work, and especially with entrepreneurship, especially with startups and small businesses, you know, times are, are going to get tough. It's not easy to do. And most small businesses fail within the first five years. And we certainly, you know, at, at the gym went through our ups and downs. And, and now being in charge of that facility has, has provided quite a bit of stress. But we've managed to navigate those waters because we assembled a team of good people, people who care, people who we can rely on. And so that's the most important thing that I've learned is build a team of good people. One of the other things that struck me was a quote that I saw, and, and I, I honestly can't remember who said it right now, but somebody right now is doing what you want, being less qualified than you are, essentially because they had the guts to take the first step. And that's the other lesson that I've learned from entrepreneurship is you have to take control of your own destiny. You have to get your foot in the door and sometimes you have to kick the door down. And I use this Tim Ferriss quote quite a bit, but your measure of success is going to be directly proportional to the number of hard conversations you're willing to have. And I think that that is something that can't be understated. You need to understand the importance of approaching people and taking that step, asking for mentorship, asking somebody to grab coffee or, or take them out to lunch or dinner and pick their brain if there's somebody who you look up to or you believe could be a mentor for you. Because a lot of people are willing to mentor you and willing to help you out or are willing to give you opportunities, but you need to go out and get them. And I think far too many people are passive and kind of wait for things to come their way. So kick the door down, go out, seize those opportunities because a lot of successful entrepreneurs aren't even necessarily more talented than you. They may not have more knowledge than you, but they just had the guts to actually put themselves out there and go for it and have that hard conversation. Uh, and along those lines, Chrissy's going to talk about this a, a little bit about proofreading things, but nobody cares about your product or your business as much as you do. So if, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're building something, if you're putting something out there, Nobody is going to care as much as you do. And so you should always make sure that you're looking at everything that goes out. I see a lot of business owners fail because they step away too early or they're not directly involved. If you're running a business, if you're running a company, if you're an entrepreneur, you need to have your eyes on everything and you need to trust your people to do the right thing and do their job well. But don't let anything go past you without looking at it. Don't, you know, assume that things are going to be done well, because at the end of the day, even if you have a great team, nobody cares about your product and your company as much as you do if it's your business. And that, you know, it really boils down to just quality control and making sure you stay on top of everything. And on that note, there are really two, two other things that I, I think fall in line with this when we're talking about building a team. Most of the most successful entrepreneurs are not the smartest people. They're not the most talented people. They're not the you know, ones voted most likely to succeed in their high school yearbook. 
But what they do is they have a vision and they build a team around them. So they are not the smartest person at the company, but they hire the smartest people to help run the company. So they may not have the knowledge or in-depth knowledge necessary to get something off the ground, but they have an idea, they have the guts to pursue it, and they hire people who are smarter than them to help them run it. And so a lot of people hesitate or wait or they have a good idea and they, they don't take steps forward. They don't move forward with that idea because they think that they're not talented enough or that they need to learn more or that, you know, they're not ready or the timing's not right. But understand that the people who are most successful most of the time are in the same boat. They're not ready. They're not, you know, the smartest person around. They're not, they don't have the skill set to pursue what they want to pursue, but they surround themselves with the people who do and they take action. They take initiative. And that is the most important thing. If you take nothing away from this, this episode, take away the fact that even if you have a great idea, even if you have all the stars aligned, if you don't actually take action, take initiative, if you don't have the guts to push forward, then you can't succeed as an entrepreneur. You can't succeed as a business owner. You have to be willing to take those risks because there are so many people who will not take those risks because they want to play it safe. And so the last point that I will make, and I hope this one hits home, There is no secret manual for success. Mark Zuckerberg did not magically have, you know, the Bible of entrepreneurship at his disposal. Jeff Bezos did not have the Bible of entrepreneurship. There's not some secret manual that the most successful people in the world have and you don't. And sometimes I think there's this thought process that we're missing information that successful people have. And with entrepreneurship, there's no right way to do things. There are a lot of wrong ways. And, you know, the best way to learn what not to do is to gain experience. And the best way to gain experience is to fail repeatedly over and over and over again. So don't think that there's some secret handbook that you're missing or secret knowledge that you don't have. The best way to get better, the best way to learn is to put yourself out there, crash and burn, and then learn the lessons from that situation and correct next time you're in that same situation. So there's no secret handbook. There's no mystery code that you don't have access to. At the end of the day, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be a business owner, if you want to be ultimately successful, you need to put yourself out there and you just need to kick the door down and take steps in the right direction. Surround yourself with a good team of people, people you can trust, people who have the same values as you. Hire people who are smarter than you to solve the problems you can't solve and lead from the front, lead by example. Remember that nobody cares as much as you do, so always pay attention to detail, always watch, always care, always go the extra mile. And if you do those things, I promise you that your chances of success are going to be astronomically higher than most people who are going out there and starting their own business. And if you are an entrepreneur, it's not easy. Good luck. It is one of the most rewarding ways to build a career for yourself uh, in the modern world. It is the ultimate way that you can create freedom for yourself to really do what you want and enjoy the lifestyle that you want. So best of luck to all of you entrepreneurs out there. Hey guys. So I worked in corporate for about eight years. Uh, I was an accountant through college and I would have to be at work by 7 a.m. in order to make my night classes. So I took night classes. Um, But when I got out of college, I worked for a medical supplies company and I did inside sales. And then from there, I got that sales job in Belgium and then came back from that. And I did marketing for a magazine 
and also it was an online magazine. And then from there, I went into like pharmaceutical sales. So I worked in corporate for, yeah, about seven, eight years. And it was a great experience. And I know a lot of people that I've talked to want to go right into business for themselves right out of college. Um, Obviously, I think if you have the funds for that, it's amazing. But I learned so much in corporate world that I think is really important to bring into entrepreneurship. One of the biggest things was how to handle criticism and how to handle angry customers, right? But most of those stories are from when I worked like at a retail, like I worked at a, I worked for Chili's, which is not retail, but you know what I mean? It's like any kind of retail or restaurant job, you're always going to deal with really hard customers, right? And you have to like sit there and smile pretty. Well, it's the same thing when you own your own business, right? I handle all of the customer service for Nova three labs and There's a lot of times where I have to take a deep breath. I have to admit that I'm wrong. I have to make sure I can do whatever it takes to to make sure the customer's happy, right? And those are lessons that I learned working for corporate. But then again, other things I learned is that meetings are a lot of time unnecessary and I never want to waste my own time. So this idea that we have to work eight hours a day and that's when we're supposed to get quote unquote all of our work done. Well, it's like, what if you work faster or slower or whatever it is, right? So I never waste my own time where... When I got paid as an employee, I wanted to waste the most time, you know, because I would finish my job before time was even up and then basically just, you know, try to get away with what I could (laughs) until my eight hours were done. But some of the lessons that I've learned from entrepreneurship, um, one of the biggest ones that I learned is that if something really excites you, um, maybe it's a business deal or a proposition or a partnership or whatever, something really, really, really excites you. Or it's like two extremes or the opposite. Something just completely rocks your world. I sleep on it. I don't make a decision. I try not to react to any piece of information. I want to make a very level-headed decision. And so if I have good news, bad news, whatever, even if I'm so excited, I want to go say yes and sign the documents, I will sleep on it because I have made decisions out of excitement that was a poor financial choice, like that I learned the hard way, right? And I have made decisions out of despair that ended up being, you know, bad for the company, right? So I try to be, if I'm not even keeled in my emotions, I will pull back and say, I'm going to make this decision tomorrow. And I also realized that that kind of folds over into my everyday life as well. You know, for instance, like with shopping, I'm also a very bad shopper, but let's say I go out and I really want something. If I really want it, I won't actually buy it at that moment. I will come back and say, okay, well, how bad did I really want it? Because I just walked away from that purchase and I'm going to see if I really want it tomorrow. Another lesson I learned from entrepreneurship is to, if you are not an expert at something, hire someone that is. So in the beginning, um, I did all of our accounting because I worked as an accountant in college, but I definitely don't have the knowledge of a CPA. And so it was like, I tried to save money, but then ended up having to pay someone to fix the the mess that I got us in. And it's the same thing with a lawyer, legal fees. Um, Just from the very beginning, like, paying extra to make sure you're doing things right versus trying to get away with doing them yourself on, let's say, you know, AKA legal zoom. So that was, that was a hard lesson to learn for me. 
And it was less about, you know, why would I do everything half-assed when I could hire someone that's actually an expert to do it? And I think the last lesson that I, I learned a lot as an entrepreneur was to remove this feeling of guilt. I had it ingrained in me that if I didn't work eight hours a day from nine to five, if I was not working from nine to five or eight to five, that I wasn't going to be successful, right? And the thing is, I would also work on the weekends, right? And so it's like this thought process of, oh my gosh, am I putting 40 hours in? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? But the reality is that it's not about sitting there and wasting your own time. It's about being like, you know, working smarter, not harder. Right. And so if I would go do something in the middle of the day, um, when I would go work out, I had this immense amount of guilt that I could never get away from. Right. And it was my own thought that I was abusing my time and the company's time because in the corporate world, you're not allowed to do that. Right. And so it took me probably four years to move on from that guilt and to understand that, you know, as an entrepreneur, work fluctuates, right? When I'm working booths, I'm working like, you know, 16 hour days. And then there's going to be certain days where maybe I'm running around trying to accomplish all these tasks and like my laptop work is going to be very minimum. The biggest thing that I learned is all about balance, like how to balance it all and how to not feel guilty for not living that like hustle until you die lifestyle, right? Because I think now we're just learning about the importance of self-care and mental health care, where previously, you know, this is what last week's episode was about, which was this mentality that you hustle until you die, you know, and then you hustle a little bit more, right? And it's, you know, I had that mentality ingrained in me for so long that it was really hard for me to walk away from that. And I would say one of the last lessons I learned is to always proofread whatever's going out yourself. You know, I've made a lot of mistakes where I've just been so busy. I've been like, okay, you do this, you do this. And then something goes out and I get a text or an email or a DM and it's like, what is this? Why does it say this? And I'm like, huh, I don't even know. And I have to go fix the problem and admit guilt um, because I should have checked it in the first place. And to me, that's just bad planning on my part. Um, but definitely in that situation or in any situation like that, the biggest thing that I've learned is to, to not be embarrassed by admitting, um, guilt and apologizing. So I think in this situation, when you admit guilt, you do not have an ego, right? And so I really had to put my ego down and say, yeah, you know what? I did mess up. I should have done this. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. And to be honest, corporate world really helped me with that being able to um, admit when I was wrong and apologize. And so I'm definitely thankful for all of the opportunities and the jobs that I, I went through in a corporate world that brought me to where I am today. And I'm definitely thankful for all the lessons I learned as an entrepreneur to bring me where I am today, which is in Toronto, Canada, by the way, guys. I'm no longer in California. Just, you know, planes are wild, right? But I would love to meet any of you guys. If you guys run your own businesses or do anything, um, follow me on Instagram. I would love to meet you guys at Chrissy VB, V as in Victor, B as in boy. And as always, I want to thank our title sponsors, Nova three labs. If you have stress issues, sleep issues, focus issues, check them out. They are a sports nutrition company and you can use the code podcast 15 for 15% off. Thanks guys.
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Like I said, this is a really fun one for us to do, and it's something that we're both really passionate about, so we tend to be a little more verbose about this topic. But hopefully you gain some interesting points. If you are a business owner, if you are an entrepreneur, even if you're just taking lead on a project at work, there's a lot of good stuff in here that can help you out. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, if you want to hear some other topics moving forward, you can reach out to me at TrainedWrite on Instagram or email me justin at TrainedWrite.com. Thanks again for listening, guys. We appreciate all of you, and we will see you next Thursday with another brand new episode of the Morph Your Mind podcast. Thank you.